0: It's time to rumble. It's time for the Royal Rumble. Ah, the classic. You know, if there's one use, if there's one use still for Vince McMahon, they should they should have him record a uh, VO for for the Royal Rumbles like he used to. And you start out, and it, he gives you a rundown of all thirty participants. Jake. The Snake Robber! <laughs> oh Jesus. I wonder if his voice ever cracked doing that. Like Vince doing that like blood curdling theme that he like nobody else does that. It's time to rumble. It's time for the Royal rumble. Hold Koga <laughs> Oh Jesus. Alright. Enough of that music. Yes we're talking Royal Rumble we're talking WWE it's uh, it's January 25th Thursday um and we're going to uh, yeah we're gonna talk about we're going to talk about the WWE pay-per-view extravaganza known as the Royal Rumble I or should I'm not supposed to say premium live event extravaganza it's a premium live event you see it's premium. Uh all right. <laughs> Boom. excuse me. So what did I want to just say? Oh yeah, so it's January 25th. I I'm trying to think of what what Royal Rumbles were on the on the 25th. Let me see. Do they have a thing here on the I don't even know who the hell's in... I mean, I know some of the entrants into the Royal Rumble. I mean, CM Punk, I think, was the first to declare. Cody Rhodes. I feel... Well, we'll get to we'll get to that in a second. But uh, what were the Royal Rumbles? Uh, let's see. Uh, so this year's going to be on the 27th. Last year was on the 28th. The year before that was on the 29th of January. Wow, the 2021 Royal Rumble was on January 31st. That's definitely the latest uh, that they've ever had the Royal Rumble. 2020 was on January 26th. The uh, the 2019 Royal Rumble was on January 27th, as uh, this weekend's Royal Rumble will be. 2018 was on the 28th. 2017 the 29th. Oh my God! 2016 was on the 24th. Are there any Royal? Ah, there we go. The last time the Royal Rumble was on January 25th, which is today. Uh, so today in 2015, that's nine years ago already. Uh, the 2015 Royal Rumble from the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. January 25th, 2015. Uh, yeah, I remember um, I remember watching that Royal Rumble and absolutely hating it. <laughs> That Royal Rumble. Uh, Because in 2014, Batista won the Royal Rumble. And it really sucks because I was so happy to have Batista back. But I didn't want Batista to win the Royal Rumble. I wanted him to be back and just have, you know, like good matches with, I don't know, new opponents who he had not faced a million times and not win the Royal Rumble and go on to face Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Like, what year is this? It isn't two thousand eight. Let's get some, you know, and that was the the height of the Yes Movement and uh, Daniel Bryan and all that stuff. And um, I mean, they in in twenty fourteen, yeah, they wanted Daniel Bryan in that Royal Rumble so much so that they booed poor Rey Mysterio when he came out as the thirtieth entrant because it wasn't Daniel Bryan and Daniel Bryan wasn't in that Royal Rumble just as he was not advertised for that Royal Rumble. And, uh, yeah, let a lot of people were really unhappy and it's, and you know, what's kind of funny, like you, you know, you go back to those days. And I used to say this on the podcast that Vince McMahon, just like, he, he is at war with his fan base, like the people who made him a billionaire, he absolutely despises because he you know Vin, i mean vince is vince so he he i mean look at what he did in the 80s and the 90s like he he made wwf at the time a household name in the 80s and hulk hogan and hulkamania and all that stuff i mean he did truly make it the world wrestling federation he did something that had not really been done before which is say i'm going to i'm going to bring this product to the entire country to the entire continent to the entire planet and he did and uh and then the you know as things do the business slumped a little bit in the early 90s mid 90s uh and then um hit all new heights in the late 90s and early 2000s and then vince put wcw out of business and bought it bought ecw and now Vince is the only player in the uh, in the in the wrestling world, at least in uh, in North America and much of the much of the world. Um, let me get my drink. So I think what happens is you get to that point where you're like you are the king of the mountain. You you have. Uh, you- <laughs> Enemy felled, as they say in Elden Ring, and uh, and Vince uh, defeated WCW and ECW. If you, I mean, it's unfortunate that we. I think about two thousand one, where where Vince bought WCW, and how how excited I was. Like, yeah, we did it, we won. And then very shortly after, and then you had like maybe still to this day the best WrestleMania ever. uh, The week after. WCW the Sunday after WCW was purchased and um yeah you have uh you have one of the best WrestleManias of all time and then like almost immediately like the next night on Raw things just started to go downhill like you get the rock for the last time and then a month later Triple H tears his quad so he's out and uh and there was fun stuff over the summer, but they clearly had no interest in making the WCW storyline anything uh, anything that could make WCW look good. Even though you're not competing against them anymore, but I get it. In the eyes of the fans, you still you know there's still a brand loyalty, and you don't want to make WCW look at all dominant uh, over WWF. And so you got like the main players on the WCW side of things were Booker T, Lance Storm, Diamond Dallas Page, uh, you know, and a few others, which really was kind of like, okay, well, so no no Sting, no Hall and Nash, uh, no Goldberg, no Ric Flair, none of these guys? No? Okay. All right. And then, of course, after WCW was like officially put to rest... Uh, Later that year, then you have Ric Flair, and then you have Goldberg, and then you have Hall and Nash and Hogan and all these guys. Um, And you even had Sting eventually. That 2015 Royal Rumble, though, basically what I'm getting at is uh, when when you have as much success as somebody like Vince McMahon, you probably get to a point where you think all of your ideas are the best ideas. Because for a period of time, they were. And you have a good team. Uh, you know, obviously, it's not Vince McMahon by himself doing all of this. You have to have a good team of, of creative people, of writers, and, and everything else to, you know, make it all work. But, and, and of course, the wrestlers, themse- you know, in the 80s, you've got the Hulkster, Andre, the Giant, Rowdy Rowdy Piper, Ultimate Warrior, Randy Savage, Jake the Snake. Blah, 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 blah. Well, this goes on and on and on. And then you have Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Diesel, Undertaker, Yokozuna, Lex Luger, Razor Ramon, uh, Owen Hart, British Bulldog, 1, 2, 3, Kid, Jeff Jarrett, Bam Bam Bigelow, Tatanka. <laughs> all these guys in the, the new generation. And then, and then all the major names go to WCW and you think, oh my God, Vince is toast. He's finished. What's he going to do? And then he takes like some of the some of the rejects from WCW and makes them the biggest stars of all time Stone Cold Steve Austin obviously at the top of that list Mick Foley Triple A Undertaker even like all these guys were in WCW and didn't do a whole hell of a lot and then you've got The Rock who is a third generation guy who didn't really get off the ground at first and then finally uh, after a year or so of toiling around he he figured out Start to figure out some stuff, make some things click, and uh, and then you've got you know just success, uh, unparalleled success, and then a couple years later, WCW is out of business. So if I'm Vince McMahon, a hey, if you don't like it, go go watch another wrestling product. Oh yeah, there isn't any. I mean, yes, there's New Japan in 2015, and actually 2015 was the first time that I was starting to watch. Uh, other, uh, you know, this is this is long before there's anything called AEW. Ring of Honor. I had uh, in December of 2014. I had just ordered my first Ring of Honor pay per view and loved it. And now I now I think back. Let me go back to that. I'm I'm sorry. I'm going all over the place. Ring of Honor pay per view December 2014. I don't remember the name of it. Final Battle 2014 which is a pay-per-view that they had every year, uh, I think until last year. So many, many final battles. Uh, let's see. Hansen, four-corner survival match. Hansen, Hansen's like the big... Uh, he Okay, he's, he's uh, one of the, uh, you know, the War Machine guys. Ivar. Is he Ivar? Under the ring name Ivar. Yeah. Okay. The Viking Raiders. So yeah, this uh, Ivar, uh, as Hansen defeated Jimmy Jacobs, Mark Briscoe, and Caprice Coleman, and singles match Roderick Strong defeated Adam Page. Um. Wait a minute. Oh yeah, Adam Page. Oh wow, that's funny. Hangman Page. I didn't even uh, realize at the time. Michael Elgin defeated Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Ach in the Young Bucks defeated Cedric Alexander, Christopher Daniels, and Frankie Kazarian. Who's Ach? Albert Charles Hardy Jr. Okay, God, you'd think I remember some of this stuff, but I don't. Uh, Moose with Prince Nana and Stokely Hathaway defeated R.D. Evans. I I always liked Moose. I always thought like, oh, th- this Moose is impressive. If he goes, co- he'll he could be big time success if he goes to WWE I thought the same of that Michael Elgin Elgin guy but I I think he had some issues and I don't recall exactly I feel like he I don't know there was some controversy with that guy Uh, uh, went missing later found and returned home Arrested, violating a protection order. Yeah, so arrested for stealing. Yeah, because that Michael Elgin, he was he was pretty impressive, but not not. Yeah, personally, I think I had some issues, and I think the same with Moose, if I remember right. I could be wrong. Anyway, uh, Jay Lethal defeated Matt Seidel. Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly defeated the Time Splitters, Alex Shelley, and Kushida. And Jay Briscoe defeated Adam Cole and that was like the first time I really saw a lot of these guys and you look at some of these people uh, Yeah, Hanson is Ivar um, uh, Yeah, Roderick Strong Adam Page Champa the young bucks uh, <laughs> Prince Nana Like I remember watching this guy. He he was the manager of Donovan Dijak Who's now just goes by Dijack on NXT. I think they called him like Dijkakovich for a while or something like that. And he was he was T-bar in that weird uh that weird faction that never really went anywhere uh during the pandemic. Um I remember uh, yeah, Prince Nana <laughs> managed him, and I was a uh, and I thought, I love this Prince Nana guy. He's like a throwback. He reminds me of like an old school manager from the eighties. Like a cartoon villain almost, and now now he's hugely popular in AEW, uh, but mostly because of this like this dance that he does, and everybody uh, you know imitates it and things like that. But anyway, uh, so yeah, so in 2014, and we ended up we ended up getting what we wanted, the 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 fan base at large. 2014 Batista won the Royal Rumble and it was supposed to be Batista beating Randy Orton for the world title at WrestleMania 30 in a match that absolutely nobody asked for and wanted to see and Daniel Bryan because of that yes movement being so popular. He was able to uh, find his way into that into the match Into that main event uh, at WrestleMania by beating Triple H and then going on to Be added to that match and then winning the title and probably we have a lot to thank uh, CM Punk for that because the 2014 Royal Rumble was the last time we saw CM Punk until he returned to WWE at Survivor Series a couple months ago. And I think they were supposed to have CM Punk versus Triple H at WrestleMania that year. Again, another match that's like, why? I don't want to. Nobody cares. And we are, we've already seen them have that match a couple years ago. Like, let's. Can we have something new? Um, but that never happened because, of course, uh, the night after Royal Rumble, CM Punk walked out on Monday Night Raw before it even went on the air and uh, did not return to WWE until two months ago. Um, almost 10 years later. And now he's going to be in the 2024 Royal Rumble and uh, is an odds-on favor to win the Royal Rumble. But yeah, in 2014, it really seemed like they were just... I, I, like, I just remember thinking, like, are they just are they trolling us? Do they know what we want and they're going to give it to us and they're just fucking with us? Or do they really, they're really going to try to shove more shit down our throats that we don't want? Now, the unfortunate thing is in 2014, Roman Reigns was in that Royal Rumble. And uh, on the 20-year anniversary of Big Daddy Cool Diesel setting uh, his, the first major Royal Rumble elimination record uh, in 1994 in Providence at the Providence Civic Center, uh, in Providence, Rhode Island, now known as the Dunkin' Donuts Arena, uh, Diesel, in his first Royal Rumble appearance, eliminated uh, seven WWE superstars: Virgil, Bob Backlund, Owen Hart, Scott Steiner, Fatou of the Head Shrinkers, Quang, the <laughs> Smoking Guns. Let's see: Scott Steiner, Fatu, Quang, Smoking, one of the Smoking Guns. Owen Hart, Bob Backlund, Virgil, and I believe that was that was the uh, that was it. That was maybe he didn't eliminate one of the Steiners. He maybe eliminated both Smoking Guns. Who gives a fuck about thirty fucking years ago who eliminated somebody in the fucking Royal Rumble? Anyway, I thought it was cool that even though Kane. Uh, beat Diesel's record in the 2001 Royal Rumble, where I believe he had nine eliminations or something like that, or 11, I don't know. Uh, And then Roman Reigns, I'm pretty sure, if I remember right, I think Roman Reigns in the 2014 Royal Rumble had like 13 eliminations. He set the new record, and it was kind of cool because that was... Uh, Kevin Nash was a surprise entrant in that Royal Rumble in 2014 and was one of the guys that Roman Reigns eliminated, which I thought was cool just because, like, 20 years later, Roman Reigns is breaking uh, Kevin Nash's record, Diesel's record, by, and, and one of the guys that he eliminates is the guy who set that in- initial record 20 years prior. I like stuff like that. I think that's neat. The problem is that, like, okay, we want... Brian Danielson, we want Daniel Bryan to win this Royal Rumble. Oh, he's not in the Royal Rumble. Okay, but Roman Reigns has been kicking ass all night in this Royal Rumble. Be cool if CM Punk won the Royal Rumble. Okay, he's eliminated. He's not going to win. That sucks. All right, well, we still have Roman Reigns. He's just been dominating everyone. He's a new... He's still a fresh-faced guy. He's only, uh, you know, the Shield only debuted uh, a little over a year prior to that, the 2012 Survivor Series. Uh, They helped, uh, I I guess they kind of helped, yeah, they helped Rock win the title at at the Royal Rumble 2013. Had their first WrestleMania match. Wasn't against, like, Kane and the New Age Outlaw. No, it wasn't that. It was, oh, it was against uh, Sheamus and Randy Orton and Big Show. I believe. And then in 2014, it was the Shield versus Kane and the New Age Outlaws. Yawn. Anyway, uh, (laughs) so Roman Reigns is just going crazy on everybody. And and everyone's like legitimately behind Roman Reigns. Just like they were, Diesel was a bad guy and the fans were cheering him because it's like, all right, somebody new, a fresh face who's dominating this Royal Rumble. Probably not going to win the 1994 Royal Rumble, but he's dominating it. And he didn't win, and nobody expected that, but it was still a cool moment to see Diesel kick an ass in that Royal Rumble. And then that was just the start of 1994. A few months later, Diesel would become Intercontinental Champion by beating Razor Ramon. Diesel and Shawn Michaels would win the tag team titles that summer from the Head Shrinkers. And then, before the year was out, Diesel would pin Bob Backlund in eight seconds in Madison Square Garden after a jackknife and win the big one, the world title. So in, in becoming the first superstar, uh, to win all three men's championships at the time, there were only three, but winning them all uh, in the same year and in the same calendar year, 1994, nobody had ever done that. And then he was champion for a year, and of course they took the cool, badass Diesel that everybody loved, and turn trying to turn him into the Hulkster, you know, smiling and slapping high fives and kissing babies and. It just sucked. It was like, wow, Diesel was awesome. Now he sucks because he's so just lame. And then in uh, Survivor Series 95, he snaps after he loses the title to Bret Hart. And now he's like, he's kind of a badass, but he's still like big daddy, cool. Everybody loves him. And and then he became a full-on bad guy. And then he left and went to WCW with Scott Hall. And they did the NWO. And then they were like, both those guys were like the coolest dudes in wrestling in 96, 97. And, uh, yeah. Oh, well. (laughs) They were cool. Uh, Kevin Nash was cool at the beginning of his WWF career and right at the end. And in the middle, he was, when he was world champion, he wasn't all that fun. He still had good matches with guys like Bret Hart and whoever. Shawn Michaels and whatnot. Anyway, uh, so in 2014... It's looking like all right. Hey, maybe Roman that that would be cool. Roman, if it's not going to be Daniel Bryan, yeah, I can get down with uh, Roman Reigns winning this thing. And he was just—he was still in there. He was still dominant, and he's eliminated. And it's Batista, and Batista wins the Royal Rumble, and everybody just shat all over that. And it sucks because Batista had been gone for years. I was—I'm a huge Batista. I love Batista. He's the best actor of any wrestler turned actor. John Cena is probably second. I mean, Rock is uh, not a great actor, but he's fun to We like watching him. He's fun to watch. But as far as actual, like, somebody who is studying the craft of acting and really learning to become a good actor and has become a good actor, Batista is a fantastic actor. He's really good. Um, What else now? Uh, so, but but in 2014... As excited as we all were to have Batista back, we didn't want him anywhere near winning that Royal Rumble, and he did, and so everybody, you know, everybody was pissed off. And then they had, and and then of course Vince, Vince had Triple H and Stephanie have to go out, and and Triple H comes out, and he's like, "What's the matter? Did you not get what you wanted?" When 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 it's like. We pay money to watch this shit. You shouldn't be fucking like making fun of us because we all wanted something to happen and you didn't. And so we're the assholes in this scenario. And, uh, yeah. So by the end of like, I was starting to look at other people's pay-per-views, even though there's not much to choose from. Like I said, there was no AEW in 2014, 2015, uh, but there, yeah, there was TNA and there was Ring of Honor, and I that was the year that I ordered my first Ring of Honor pay per view, and then in January of 2015, I ordered my first New Japan pay per view, Wrestle Kingdom Nine, which was great. Um. And uh, and I and the yeah and so the 2015 Royal Rumble, uh yeah so Daniel Bryan wins the title that's great but then he gets injured that sucks then 2015. Daniel Bryan's in the Royal Rumble and he's eliminated. And so, oh, well. But I think at that point we were like, yeah, he's probably not winning this thing. And and the thing that sucks is in 2014, everybody loved Roman Reigns. One of them would have been very happy if he won the Royal Rumble. And so he didn't win the Royal Rumble. And then the next year, after Roman Reigns, the, the good guy, you know, thumbs up again, kissing babies, high five, big smiles, corporate friendly Roman Reigns, Wins the 2015 Royal Rumble, and everybody shit all over that too. Because we didn't, like, we don't want this Roman Reigns winning the Royal Rumble. He was badass last year, now he sucks. And on top of that, the last guys in the ring are Kane and Big Show. Like, in 2006, I remember Kane and Big Show became a tag team, and I remember thinking, Jesus Christ, how much more Kane and Big Show are we going to get? Like, two of the most boring wrestlers on the... Pl- like, Big Show's cool. He's a cool attraction and everything, but... I've never been into Kane at all. I, anytime Kane comes on the screen, I'm bored out of my mind. I'm so glad that he is now retired and messing up uh, Knoxville and with all his st- stupid ideas. Uh, I don't know what he's... Doing. Maybe he's a great mayor, but he's an asshole. That's for sure. Um... Again, Glenn Jacobs, Kane, he's like the Aaron Rodgers of pro wrestling. Where, like, everybody, you know, everybody always thought, like, oh, he's such a smart guy. Like, yeah, because he was in a locker room with, like, The Undertaker. No offense, Undertaker. Undertaker, you know, he's not a dope, but he's not exactly, you know... Anyway. uh, (laughs) Um... Uh, 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 So, yeah, so the 2015 Royal Rumble comes down to Roman Reigns, Big Show, and Kane. And I think Rusev was in there just to sort of, like, tease that maybe he had a chance. Which, by the way, if I remember right, Roman Reigns eliminated Kane and Big Show. And then Rusev came out of, like, from underneath the ring or something. And then the fans came unglued because they were like, oh, good. It's not going to be Roman. It's not going to be the guy they're trying to shove down our throats. It, maybe it'll be Rusev nope it's still gonna be Roman Reigns and they booed the shit out of it and then like Roman's getting beat up and then The Rock comes out and it's like oh my god they knew that the fans were gonna crap all over this so they had The Rock there to try and like make up for it nobody cared I remember The Rock came out and I just remember thinking like yeah I don't give a shit who fucking cares about The Rock right now and and you go back and it's so great to watch that because there's the look on the Rock's face, like he's looking at the crowd, like what the fuck, you guys are booing, but it's me, it's me, and it's Roman Reigns, don't you like him? And uh, I remember I I immediately can- <laughs> I immediately canceled my WWE Network subscription, and I knew I would renew it eventually. And I did just in time for WrestleMania a couple months later. But I did. I went I went and canceled. And I think everybody, like, there was the hashtag cancel WWE Network. And everybody was posting screenshots of the cancellation screen. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. So, it, I, I thought that was kind of. And then, like, okay, Roman Reigns is going to win uh, the title from Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And then all of a sudden, Seth Rollins comes out and wins the title oh, excuse me, wins the title, cashes in money in the bank, which was a cool moment. But it's like, god damn, they're, they're really just like, they're really sticking it to Roman Reigns as far as like the, the creative pe- people in charge of like Roman Reigns' character and his storyline and outcomes of his matches. Like, guy wins the Royal Rumble. Nobody nobody wants that. And he goes to WrestleMania. And it's like, okay, well, if he beats Brock Lesnar, that'll give him some credibility and he can, uh, you know, be a badass champion i guess and then seth rollins walks out with the title anyways like okay i guess that's that's happening oh yeah the other thing was the year before that wrestlemania 30 they had brock lesnar end uh the undertaker's undefeated streak which i still say is one of the stupidest things that they ever did but okay whatever that's the end of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think all of those things just, you know, the fans were just really growing increasingly tired of of like all the bullshit and like, okay, so we're not going to get what we thought. You seem to be teasing this thing that we want and you're then you're going to swerve us in another direction. Like, you get tired of it. And at that point, Vince, you know, Vince has been a billionaire many times over. He does not give a fuck. He's going to do whatever the hell he wants. But then the WWE network comes out and now in 2014, they kind of could say like, yeah, fuck you. What are you going to do about it in 2015? Now it's like, well, I don't, a, I don't have to order your pay-per-views and B, I can just cancel this WWE network subscription until you start giving me something that makes me want to watch. And, uh, and WrestleMania 31 in 2015 was actually a very good WrestleMania. That's one of my favorite WrestleManias. I still, I feel like it's still an underrated WrestleMania, but it really had... Also, it was uh, the last... Uh, I think it was the last television appearance, appearance of Rowdy Roddy Piper because he died a few months later. And that was cool. Daniel Bryan wins the Intercontinental title at that WrestleMania. And then he has a backstage thing. Uh, if I remember right, it was Bret Hart. Ricky Steamboat, Rowdy Roddy Piper, maybe even Pat Patterson, like legendary intercontinental champions. And that was, I thought that was pretty neat. Um, But yeah, in 2015, it was just like, and then in 2016, uh, we get Shane McMahon comes back to face. It's like, oh God, here we go. More Shane McMahon, more of the same like McMahon stuff. And then they brought Shane McMahon back at last year's WrestleMania and he fucking landed (laughs) on them spindly legs of his, gave out underneath to tore like both his quads at once, I think, which is a McMahon family tradition. Uh, (laughs) And and that's the last we've seen of Shane O'Mac. And hopefully that's the last we will see of Shane O'Mac because I have zero interest in seeing him in any way, shape, or form on my TV screen. I, I, I hope that that's I hope that that's the end of it. Anyway, so there you go. That's those are my thoughts on the January 25th. Today's date in wrestling history 2015. Roman Reigns wins the Royal Rumble. Everybody cancels their subscription. Even the Rock can't save that that show. And I also remember the next night, probably this was probably the best thing that could have happened to WWE. There was that major, major, major Late January snowstorm, uh, all throughout the Northeast. And it was, it just dumped feet of snow on New England and New York and pretty, I think, a pretty decent ways along the uh, Atlantic coast. And so, with the Royal Rumble being in Philadelphia, the next night's Raw was, I don't know if it was also supposed to be in Philadelphia, maybe Pittsburgh. I, I have no idea. I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, I am trying to remember where it was supposed to be. Maybe it was supposed to even be in Boston, who knows. Um but either way, it it didn't happen. They had uh basically they they spent all of that airtime. They they had to basically cancel Raw because of the snowstorm, which I don't that's never happened before. I mean, they've had things where wrestlers couldn't make it to Raw because of bad weather. I I know that. Um Like in the early days, like in 93, I think they had to get... I think the only time Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan did Monday Night Raw was because Vince couldn't make it because of the weather and the travel and I don't know. Anyway, uh, what was the point of any of that? Yeah, so so the night after that 2015 Royal Rumble, they had Raw and the only kind of new footage was they were able to get uh, the wrestlers who were available, uh, maybe, you know, in Kine- in Stanford, I guess. I don't know where they were. Maybe that's where Raw was supposed to be from Stanford. Um, because they had, I think, like Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. I've, there are a few wrestlers who had like, you know, they had like long form interviews with them in between clips of the previous night at the Royal Rumble. So that's probably a good thing cuz if Roman Reigns came out in front of a live crowd as the Royal Rumble winner, they they very well could have uh, shat all over that. So probably a blessing in disguise for WWE. January 26th, 2014 Royal Rumble, January 27th was the 2013. R- okay, so 2013, what did I say? 2013, 2019 and this year's Royal Rumbles all on the 27th. 2012 was on the 29th, 2011 was on January 30th. And I, boy, that, that was 2011. I lived in Florida at the time, but it really sucks. Uh, I would have, if I, if I lived here, I absolutely would have been at that Royal Rumble. No question about it. And that would have been neat because big daddy, cool diesel, who's one of my all-time favorites was in that Royal Rumble. And it was the first and only ever 40 man Royal Rumble. Wasn't a great Royal Rumble but it was you know it was interesting just to have uh, the first ever 40 man royal rumble 2010 royal rumble was in oh okay that was on January 31st January oh the 2009 royal rumble took place on January 25th i think cuz i'm I, i'm i'm insane when it comes to these kinds of things like i always like to know uh what's you know how many people are in the ring And, uh, what's the most they've had in the ring at one time. And if I remember right, that 2009 Royal Rumble at one point, very briefly for just maybe a second or two, I think they had 16 guys in the ring at once, which is more than half of the entrance, uh, and i yeah that's it's not one of my favorite royal rumbles cuz it was just yeah it was too cluttered there were too many people in the ring but i do kind of i always think that's interesting like it's something a little bit different i always wonder if there's ever going to be a year where they're going to do a royal rumble where uh they get to a point where everybody everybody's in the ring like all 30 like there's no eliminations between number 1 and number 30 i was i mean that probably would be terrible but it would be for you know, historic reasons, it would be kind of interesting. So, okay, the the 2009 Royal Rumble, which uh, Randy Orton um, won that one. What did they have? They had uh, Jack Swagger defended the ECW Championship against Matt Hardy. Oh, God. Uh, women's Championship. Beth Phoenix defended her title against Melina. The third match pitted John Cena against John Bradshaw Layfield for the World Heavyweight Championship. JBL's employee, Shawn Michaels, the company to the... Yeah, that's right. Shawn Michaels, in the storyline, had run out of money, so JBL hired him basically to be his prank monkey. And, uh... I don't know. Didn't last long. In the fourth match, Jeff Hardy defended the WWE Championship against Edge before the match Vicky Guerrero came out and announced the match would be notice qualification who cares anyway uh, yeah so you've had uh, Randy Orton won that one so that was on today's date in 2009 January oh to 2008 Royal Rumble okay so 2008 2013 2019 and uh, and this year's Royal Rumble, all, all on the 27th. I love the 2008 Royal Rumble. John Cena was the surprise entrant at number 30. He was supposed to be out of action for over a year. And this was maybe three months, four months after he got injured. Um, and it had that great moment where Superfly Jimmy Snuka was one of the entrants. And then the next entrant after that was Rowdy Roddy Piper. And everybody in the ring just stopped, and they were all just kind of sitting against the ropes, uh, watching Rowdy Roddy Piper and Superfly Jimmy Snuka go at it in Madison Square Garden. And if I, well, no, that wouldn't be the last time we saw those guys, because then the next, in 2009 at WrestleMania, it was Snuka, Piper, and uh, Ricky Steamboat against Chris Jericho. And I think that was Piper's. Last match in a WWE ring, if I recall correctly. And, and Superfly 2, I believe. Anyway. Yeah, 2000, 2008 Royal Rumble, Madison Square Garden. That's a good one. 2007. I really like the 2007 Royal Rumble. Uh, I love that uh, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker were the last two guys in there. Um, and they basically had uh, like a classic match. That was when we saw exactly how good a match between Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker could be. And we saw them in Hell in a Cell in 1997. Great match. We saw them in the casket match of the 98 Royal Rumble. Decent match. Um, and now we're seeing them go at it a, a decade later. And it is better than the last time these guys were in the ring together. 10 years older and it's like, holy shit. And that's when you knew, like, okay, we we have to have Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker have a a WrestleMania match or something at some point. And then they did in 2009. And it's still, uh, I still consider it to maybe be the best match ever in WrestleMania. Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker, Stone Cold versus Bret Hart, Owen versus Bret, Shawn versus Razor, Austin versus Rock in 2001, the TLC in 2001, Hogan versus Rock. Savage versus Flair. I'm just listing my some of my favorites off the top of my head. Some of my favorite uh, WrestleMania matches. Anyway, January 8th, 2007, San Antonio. The 2006 Royal Rumble was January 29th in Miami. Rey Mysterio won that. That was cool. Not a great Royal Rumble, but it was fun. 2005 Royal Rumble on January 30th, 2005, also not a favorite Royal Rumble of mine, but it had a decent amount of, uh, star power. And then it's a hilarious Royal Rumble because, uh, John Cena and Batista were the last two in the ring and they both went over the top at the same time. And at first you're thinking, Oh geez, it wasn't even, it's less, it's, it's only been 11 years since the last time we had two guys win the Royal Rumble. And that was stupid. Um, and then you find out, oops, that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> and then Vince McMahon comes storming out and he throws his coat. St- I can't even imagine. Like, you have to have a certain personality to be able to work with Vince McMahon. Like, just knowing that this guy's just going to come out and f- rip you to shreds. But the good news is, Vince, as soon as he hit the ring, he literally hit the ring and he tore <laughs> He tore both of his quads, so he go. He hits the ring in like kind of a weird way, like bangs his legs against the the corner of the ring, the ring apron, and he gets in the ring and he he goes to stand up, and just as he gets to his feet, immediately he just cr- he just crumbles to the ground, and then he's just sitting in the ring, leaning up against the ring ropes with his legs just pointed straight out, just yelling at John Cena and Batista and every uh, restart the match. Damn it. And you realize like, ah, shit, that wasn't supposed to happen. And then they restarted the match and Batista won. So that's a, it's a ridiculous moment, but a funny one. Uh, nobody knows who won the 2004 Royal Rumble. Uh, it was the invisible man. Uh, yeah, no, obviously, uh, that was, that was Chris Benoit, uh, winning the Royal Rumble. That's why every time they say uh, when they go through Royal Rumble by the numbers and this many superstars have won the match from number 30 and this many superstars have won the match and number 27 has produced the most Royal Rumble winners and even uh, two only two superstars have drawn number one and won the Royal Rumble. Shawn Michaels was the first to do it in 1995. And that is all we will say on the matter. <laughs> because, I mean, yeah, I mean, Benoit is, is... For all intents and purposes. And rightfully so. He's erased from history. Like, we don't want to celebrate the guy. At least they, you know, you can still watch his matches if you want. On, you know, on WWE Network. They they have it on there. Um, and you know what's weird? I... I have almost no interest in seeing anything with Chris Benoit. I know that that was a man who was not in his right mind when he did what he did in the final hours of his life, uh, and his son's life, and his wife's life, and it was horrendous. And yeah, it, these are like, you know, you unforgivable. Um. And I know that it's not like Chris Benoit just came home from work and said, I'm going to be evil and murder my family. No, the guy had so so much wrong with his brain. He had so much brain damage. And all, you know, it's just, it's very sad. But also, I don't really want to talk about the guy. And I certainly don't want to tune in to Raw or SmackDown or Royal Rumble or anything and have them talking about Chris Benoit in in any sort of positive light. I'm I'm there's a lot of weird like fanboys out there who are like, "It's not fair. He should be in the Hall of Fame." It's like, "Yeah, he was a great wrestler. He also did some other shit that kind of negates everything he ever did in wrestling." Because wrestling is just wrestling and uh, murder suicide of your wife and your kid. Uh, and yourself, obviously, hence I say suicide is just you know, it's it's so gruesome. no matter what was wrong with the guy's mind. like there's a lot of things wrong with a lot of people's minds, and they're not all killing their families. So it's sad whatever whatever happened to this dude, like clearly, you know, sent him off the deep end. The guy probably should have retired from wrestling. Years prior to that, I know how much he did while he was injured, and his, you know, one of his big finishing maneuvers was the diving headbutt off the top rope, which you think like, well, what he's not really, yeah, dude, you're jumping, uh, you know, some. 10, 15 feet in the air and coming down, landing, you know, basically doing a belly flop in the ring and trying to protect your opponent. But still, your head's still going to like hit something. And it's going to be rattled. No, It's just, uh, anyway. And then you think of like steel chair shots and all this stuff. Like, man. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Benoit, that was a great Royal Rumble too. The, 20, the 2004 Royal Rumble... Was an excellent Royal Rumble, and they had lots of lots of big names: uh, Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, Big Show. I don't know whoever else Goldberg, Scott Steiner. I think that was Scotty Steiner's last in-ring appearance for WWE. Um, Mick Foley made his surprise return. That was cool yeah it was a good um good Royal Rumble. unfortunate that you know the circumstances uh, a few years later that make it less fun to talk about this Royal Rumble, but at the time it was a really great Royal Rumble. January nineteenth was the two thousand three Royal Rumble in Boston. Not a particularly good Royal Rumble, although uh Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle had a hell of a match. And it was Shawn Michaels' first Royal Rumble in a long time. Uh but he was eliminated like five minutes in, which really they did a they did a sneak attack thing where Christian came out dressed as Jericho, which allowed Chris Jericho to come out and get the jump on Shawn Michaels and just beat him up for a few minutes before he tossed him out. And I was really I was really pissed. Like I I had really hoped Shawn Michaels was gonna be in that rumble for a good long while. Uh, but there would be other, many other Royal Rumbles and Shawn Michaels would be in plenty of them. Uh, and, and in several cases, uh, came close to, to winning the whole thing. But anyway, uh, 2002 Royal Rumble was on January 20th. I like that Royal Rumble. It's also a weird Royal Rumble to me because at no point was there ever more than six wrestlers in the ring at once and it pissed me off because i i thought no it's got to be more than you got to have at some point you have to have more than 6 wrestlers in here don't you and uh no you don't and they never did which kind of reminded me of like back in those days playing the uh the video games i mean now you it's still not that much but you can't have more than 8 guys in the ring at once in the in the current iterations of those games but yeah, back then it was only 6. And I think before that it was 4. And I think going way back... Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, it was a weird Royal Rumble. But I loved it because you had the return of Godfather, Gold Dust, uh, Mr. Perfect. That was the big one. I remember over the holiday break, it might have been even Christmas night, I came home... And I went out drinking with the, my buddies on Christmas Day over at the Bayou Cafe. And I came home and I was looking at wrestling news on my computer. And it said, Mr. Perfect will be in the Royal Rumble. And I said, Yo, yeah, oh, finally, I've been waiting so long to get Mr. Perfect back in a WWF ring. Yay. Plus, you had that was Stone Cold's last Royal Rumble. Undertaker was in that one. Triple H, Kurt Angle. Triple H won that Royal Rumble. Um yeah, you had it was good. That was where Maven eliminated the Undertaker. So had, yeah, yeah, you had some neat stuff, fun stuff. Two thousand one Royal Rumble is also a, a really good one. And that had major uh yeah, you had Stone Cold, you had I think that was the last time Rock yeah, that was the last time the Rock would have been in a Royal Rumble. So yeah, you had Stone Cold and you had Rock and you had Undertaker and Kane and Big Show and all all the guys. That was a good one. What what day was the two thousand one? It was on January twenty first. Okay, that's nice. And then uh, January twenty third two thousand was the two thousand Royal Rumble. Um, Great match with Triple H and Cactus Jack. Great uh, debut for Taz choking out Kurt Angle. That was cool. And then and then that was like Taz. That was his biggest moment in WWE. I would say. Unfortunately, I was hoping he would have a lot of better, bigger and better moments, but oh well. Uh, And then you had The Rock winning the Royal Rumble that year, eliminating Big Show. That was one of those rumbles where you you, kind of knew, not kind of, you absolutely knew who was going to win the Royal Rumble. Like maybe there's a chance Big Show wins the Royal Rumble, but I doubt it. It's going to be The Rock. Um, But it was still a fun Royal Rumble and you had some surprises. Uh, Bob Backlund in the Royal Rumble and uh, a few others, I guess, China in her second Royal Rumble, which brings us to 1999. One of my least favorite Royal Rumble matches, uh, January 24th, 1999, Vince McMahon wins the Royal Rumble. Okay. That, that sucked, but I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, but it led to a good fun cage match to finally have Vince and Stone Cold face off one-on-one at uh, the following month's pay-per-view. But 1999, 1999 is not my favorite year for wrestling. That was like the height of, like the biggest ratings numbers that WWE and WCW had were in 1999. May 10th, I want to say, of 1999 was when Monday Nitro and Monday Night Raw Combined to ha- have the largest uh, wrestling audience in the history of Monday Night Raw, but also I think in just the history of wrestling. But there was very little <laughs> of what was going on in WWE in 1999 that I really found to be at all captivating. Um, but I did like that February pay-per-view where Big Show climbed through the bottom of the ring and threw Austin through the cage inadvertently uh, causing him to win by Austin, you know, rolling to the outside and touching the arena floor. Anyway, uh, yeah, so 1999 Royal Rumble was not so great, but, it's, you know, it's fun to watch Austin beating everybody up, but it sucks to watch him get eliminated by Vince McMahon. That's that was dumb, but... And then, of course, you had the Mick Foley versus Rock, the infamous match uh, that was featured in that Beyond the Mat... Was it Beyond the Mat? Yeah, Beyond the Map movie, uh, where you see Mick Foley's wife and kids screaming and crying because the rock is really just repeatedly just bashing Foley with completely unprotected chair shots. Which obviously they talked about it. obviously Foley was like, dude, just fucking lay into me. Um but no matter what, like that's that's gonna be hard for anybody to watch. Let alone the, the guy's family. 1998 was January 18th. Stone Cold won that. Not my favorite Royal Rumble, but my favorite one of my favorite outcomes to a Royal Rumble that led to uh, that led to one of my favorite WrestleManias. 1997, Alamo Dome, San Antonio, Texas. Shawn Michaels beat Sid to win the world title. And uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin via some chicanery. He's eliminated by Bret Hart. No referees are there to see it because they're all tending to Cactus Jack and Terry Funk, who had just eliminated each other. So Austin hops back into the ring, eliminates Bret Hart, wins the Royal Rumble, <laughs> and uh, and that that was the that was the beginning of the end for the Hitman as far as like turning heel, uh, which he effectively did at WrestleMania, but was was very much on the road to that already. Uh, and, uh, it led to 1997 is one of my favorite years of wrestling, like particularly this summer with Bret Hart, just evil Bret Hart and the Hart Foundation and all that's it's just so great. Uh, anyway, 1997 Royal Rumble, not a great Royal Rumble, but it's a sentimental one as is the 1996 Royal Rumble from the Celind Arena in Fresno, California. Um, it's a, it's a crappy Royal Rumble match as well. But again, another sentimental favorite. Probably one of the ones that I've watched the most. It was the first Royal Rumble where they played the entrance music for all the wrestlers who came out in the Royal Rumble. Prior to that, you only heard the entrance music of the first two participants and whoever won the Royal Rumble. Um, and this had a star-studded... you know, It was the return of Shawn Michaels. You had Diesel in there, Owen Hart, British Bulldog, Jerry Lawler. Yokozuna, King Mabel, Bob Backlund, Marty Jannetty, Hakushi, Tatanka, all these guys, and then you had the return of Jake the Snake Roberts, the debut of the man they call Vader, and uh, yeah, I thought there, there was a lot of there were a lot of good moments. Just you know, it, it dragged a lot at times that Royal Rumble, and then you also had uh, Razor Ramon. His last night ever as Intercontinental Champion, he lose to Goldust. Uh, so there's some there's some s- historically significant things that happened there. January 22nd was the 1995 Royal Rumble, the first time they ever did 30 minute intervals. Uh, so it made it a fast and furious, action packed Royal Rumble, and uh, I I like that Royal Rumble because it's a pretty quick watch. You can watch it in about a half an hour. Not a great roster. Like that roster was so thin in January of 95. And also, like, in the in the matches prior to the Royal Rumble, you have Diesel versus Bret Hart, you have Undertaker versus IRS, Razor Ramon versus Jeff Jarrett, 123 Kid, and Spark Plug Holly beat Bam Bam Bigelow and Tatanka to win the tag team titles, which led to Bam Bam Bigelow pushing Lawrence Taylor to the ground because LT was laughing at Bigelow which was all to set up their one-on-one match at WrestleMania. Um, But you have all those big names in the matches. It didn't leave a lot of huge names for the Royal Rumble. Yeah, you had Lex Luger, British Bulldog, Owen Hart, Bob Backlund, Crush, Shawn Michaels. Basically, those were the big names, and then everybody else was just filler. Everybody else was just like, yeah, I mean... When you have a Royal Rumble that has the Heavenly Bodies and Well Done and the Bushwhackers and the Smoking Guns and the Head Shrinkers and Men on a Mission, like, most of that Royal Rumble was just crappy tag teams. Yeah, you had King Kong Bundy. I guess he was a, you know, still interesting attraction to some extent. But you pretty much just knew, like, okay, Diesel's the champion. Of course Shawn Michaels is going to win. And he did. And then he would win it the next year, too, in 1996. One of only three to win back-to-back Royal Rumbles, Hulk Hogan in 90-91, Austin in 97-98, and Shawn Michaels, HBK, 95-96. As I mentioned, the 1994 Royal Rumble had two winners, Lex Luger and Bret Hart, both declared co-winners of the Royal Rumble, uh, this was on January 22nd, 1994. I like this Royal Rumble match. It, uh, had a lot of interesting. Th- yeah. Again, as I mentioned earlier, diesel, uh, just uh, eliminating everybody, getting a ton of eliminations. Uh, my, last time we would see the macho man in a Royal Rumble. Uh, first time we'd see Lex Luger in a Royal Rumble. One of only two times we would see him in a Royal Rumble match. And, uh, yeah, you had, you had big, yeah, Bret Hart, Lex Luger, Macho Man, Diesel, Shawn Michaels, Owen Hart, Ginetti. Uh, yeah, there, there were some, there were a lot of good names in that thing. Crush, Bam Bam Bigelow. And that was, of course, when Yokozuna defeated Undertaker in the casket match, the double wide, double deep casket. Uh, Or was that, yeah, yeah, I guess that was Royal Rumble was the double wide, double deep. And uh, Yokozuna needed a bunch of thugs to come, Diesel and Bam Bam and all these guys coming out, Kabuki and Tenaru and beating up The Undertaker and sealing him in the casket and then seeing The Undertaker ascend to the heavens afterwards, which was a weird sight. But I, I liked it at the time. I thought it was cool. 93 Royal Rumble was January 24th. 1993 it's not a very good Royal Rumble but it was uh, this is another sentimental favorite I mean you had some big names in it yeah Mr. Perfect Macho Man Undertaker Rick Flair Jerry Lawler uh, Yokozuna would win that Royal Rumble I don't know how much I loved that but uh, you know it's cool it was hey it was something different it's like okay, this this Yokozuna just made his debut like two months ago, and now he's winning the Royal Rumble. And then he would go on and beat Bret Hart for the championship at WrestleMania nine, and then lose it a few minutes later to Hulk Hogan. But then win it back from Hulk Hogan at the King of the Ring. And uh, yeah, ninety three Royal Rumble, the Steiner brothers made their debut against the Beverly brothers. Big Boss Man's last match for a number of years. He lost to Bam Bam Bigelow, who made his return debut. Uh, you had Shawn Michaels surviving, uh, beating Marty Jannetty to retain the Intercontinental Championship. And Sensational Sherry, uh, you know, officially ending any relationship she had with Shawn Michaels after he uh, pulled her in the way, in, into harm's way when Marty Jannetty uh, went to bash Shawn Michaels in the face with the mirror as payback for throwing Jannetty through the barbershop window of the year before. In 1992. Anyway. uh, And then Bret Hart would retain the title against Razor Ramon. Yokozuna won the Royal Rumble. Mr. Perfect eliminated Ric Flair. And then beat him the next night on Raw in the career-ending match. And uh, Lex Luger made his debut as the narcissist. Giant Gonzalez made his debut in the middle of the Royal Rumble match. He came down to beat up The Undertaker. And he was managed by Harvey Whippleman, who had managed... Kamala and The Undertaker put Kamala in the first ever coffin match. Coffin at Survivor Series 92. So Harvey Whippleman was out for revenge. He said he was going to drop a bomb on The Undertaker. And he did. And the bomb's name was Giant Gonzalez. 1992's Royal Rumble took place on January 19th. Knickerbocker Arena, Albany, New York. That was the day that I decided I want to see my first WWE pay-per-view and I didn't realize that it was taking place just 30 minutes down the road at the Knickerbocker Arena. And I still regret to this day that I didn't become a wrestling fan just like a month or two earlier. So we could have planned and maybe even gotten tickets to go. But we knew so little about ordering pay-per-view. We didn't even have a converter box. You know, the set-top, the cable box. So we called and we like, yeah, we want the Royal Rumble. And then somehow like on the pay-per-view, we turned to the pay-per-view channel, it was home alone. she's like, Yeah, we can't we can't order uh you can't order the Royal Rumble because you don't have the box. And I was so pissed. I'm like, what? Then why don't we have a box? And somebody bring me a box. Anyway, still one of the best Royal Rumbles ever. Star studded for sure. Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, Undertaker, Rick Flair, Sid Justice, Sergeant Slaughter, British Bulldog. Uh, boss Sean Michaels, Tito Santana, Ted DiBiase, uh, a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch of rowdy, rowdy Piper, uh, who won the intercontinental title from the Mountie that night. Uh, and of course, Ric Flair drew number three and won it all. And in doing so won the world wrestling Federation title, which had been declared vacant after, uh, the undertaker beat Hulk Hogan with interference from Ric Flair at Survivor Series and was the champion. Then the following week, they had a one-time pay-per-view called Tuesday in Texas, in which Hulk Hogan beat The Undertaker to win back the title. But President Jack Tunney declared the title to be vacant because uh, the circumstances surrounding the match were, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the 92 Royal Rumble, still considered to be the best one ever. One of the worst Royal Rumbles took place the year before that, January 19th, 1991. Interesting. So that must have been on a Saturday then too, yes? Yes, it must have. Miami Arena, Miami, Florida. Sergeant Slaughter beat the Ultimate Warrior for the WWF title and Hulk Hogan wins his second Royal Rumble and it was a snoozer of a rumble. January 21st, 1990, Hulk Hogan won his first Royal Rumble and what is still one of my all-time favorite Royal Rumbles and what I still consider to be the most star-studded Royal Rumble of all time, especially considering some of the guys in there were not major, major stars yet. So it's like you look at the stars who are already in there, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Ultimate Warrior, Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect. Macho Man Randy Savage, Ted DiBiase, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Jake the Snake Roberts, Dusty Rhodes, Honky Tonk Man, and then on top of that you have Bret Hart, and you have Shawn Michaels, and you have Marty Jannetty, and you have, like it's, and there's a bunch that I'm still leaving out. It was it had a, a major major uh, roster. Yeah, Rick Martel, Superfly. Oh, Sunday afternoon, January 21st, 1991. So when was, uh... Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out... Well, when did the... So when was, uh... I'm trying to... That's interesting. January 19... Yeah. What was it? It was on this day. It was the 19th day. I fucking know what fucking day it was. I, uh, tell me. Oh, man. Why don't you? Why doesn't anybody understand that when I type in a date? Yeah, whatever. It's all good. Uh, let's see. I, I'm just trying to figure out. January 19th, 1992, was a Sunday. Yeah. So how the hell was it a Sunday? Yeah, it was in 1991. It was a Saturday. That's what I said. So why the hell, unless they have it wrong on Wikipedia, (laughs) January 19th, Royal Rumble, 1991. That's weird, though. It says... Oh, never mind. I'm looking at the wrong thing. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Great. Super. Yeah. All right. 1990 Royal Rumble won by Hulk Hogan. 1989 Royal Rumble, January 15th. Not that good. Big John Studd wins it. Hulk Hogan has a little crybaby meltdown after he gets eliminated. And he's telling the referees, I'm going back in, brother. I'm going back in, brother. Uh, in 1988... Was okay. I mean, it, Bret Hart was the first ever entrant in the first ever Royal Rumble in 98. Hacksaw Jim Duggan won that Royal Rumble. So that's cool. That's cool. And now, let's talk 2024. Rumble. Royal Rumble. Ah. What are the... So you got the men's Royal Rumble match. So far, not a lot of competitors. Cody Rhodes... CM Punction Say Nakamura Bobby Lashley Drew McIntyre Gunter Kofi Kingston and Damian Priest have all been announced for the Royal Rumble Uh, obviously there's going to be more than that Mm. you got Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton versus AJ Styles versus LA Knight Fatal 4-Way for the Undisputed Championship Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens, United States Championship. And then you've got the Women's and Men's Royal Rumble. There's really... And in the Women's Royal Rumble, Bailey, Nia Jax, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair. Those are the only participants so far. I miss the old days where they would just announce everybody. But, listen, obviously, most of the names, most of the big names will be in the Royal Rumble, both Women's and Men's Royal Rumbles. Uh, oh, what's this? Did you move, move uh, a... Yeah. Did I have a meeting move? Because that would be awesome. Oh, it's only pushed back an hour. Yay. Uh, Anyway. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, there's not really much. I mean, as far as predictions, I think uh, it's going to be so disappointing if it's not a good Royal Rumble. Last year's Royal Rumble was so good because you had Sami Zayn take out Roman Reigns with the chair and the whole place erupted. Erupted. And you had Cody Rhodes winning the Royal Rumble, which made sense. And then going to WrestleMania and not beating Roman Reigns, which was a real bummer. I hope they don't make the same choices this year. Whatever happens. I hope the last thing that happens on the final night of WrestleMania, Sunday night, is that, like, the good guy is holding the title or has the big victory or whatever it is. If Roman Reigns is keeping the title through the Royal Rumble and through WrestleMania, just whatever you do, don't make that the last match on either night. I mean, I guess maybe you could do it Saturday, but it seems stupid. Anyway, I really feel like it's going to come down to Cody Rhodes and CM Punk as the last two guys in there. It's also funny. I remember, I believe it was just a year ago, talking about potential surprises in the Royal Rumble. And we didn't know what CM Punk's status was with AEW. Uh, and so I remember thinking, like, it's a long shot. But yeah, maybe CM Punk will be in the Royal Rumble. I was right. Just not that Royal Rumble. Here we are a year later, and he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. And uh, yeah, I remember talking about, like, okay, who could be in this Royal Rumble? Maybe maybe a surprise from CM Punk maybe maybe the rock etc etc none of that happened and that's okay but this year it's like okay well CM Punk is in the Royal Rumble and the rock yeah maybe he will be in the Royal Rumble I hope not only because yeah I don't know I, I it, it clearly seems like they're going towards rock versus Roman reigns at WrestleMania I'm all for it but I really hope. That if they have Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania, there's no need to have that be a championship match. But on the other hand, I want Roman Reigns to be the longest reigning champion. I, I, you know, but also he ain't doing too much as champion. Like he's not on any paper. He's barely on any of the shows he's been on, you know, heading into this, uh, this weekend. Cause he's going to, he's clearly, he's having a match at the Royal rumble. So, you know, L.A. Knight, AJ Styles, Randy Orton. Yeah, what I could see. Um, yeah, it's, it's And Seth Rollins is injured. So initially I thought, okay, maybe CM Punk wins the Royal Rumble and gets to main event his first WrestleMania, even though it would probably be WrestleMania Saturday. That still counts as a main event if you're in the final match of the night. So I could have seen, like, yeah, CM Punk versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. And that still could very well be the case. And frankly, I could see CM Punk using that to his advantage. And, uh, you know, with Seth Rollins being injured, Punk could win the Royal Rumble and challenge Rollins at WrestleMania, knowing that he's injured and knowing that he has, you know, and that I guess maybe that makes it a little more intriguing. And Seth Rollins, highly, highly, highly unlikely that you'll be seeing him uh, wrestling anytime before WrestleMania. But who cares? Because Seth Rollins, what we saw from him on the microphone when he and Punk were in the ring together a few months ago, I don't need Seth Rollins to be wrestling before WrestleMania. As long as you can get, get him to the arena and get a microphone in his hand and have him and CM Punk just verbally... Uh, just destroy each other week after week. Um, that's that's good enough for me. So I, th- I kind of feel like, you know, on the one hand, it, could it be Randy Orton wins the title? Like, Rock interferes in the Fatal 4-Way match, and Randy Orton, like, uh, pins AJ Styles. And if that happens, like, you don't have to pin the champion in those matches. It's not elimination. If somebody's pinned, the person who pins them walks out of there with a championship. So AJ Styles could pin LA Knight. He's the champion. LA Knight could pin Randy Orton. He's the champion. Randy Orton could pin AJ Styles. He's the champion. Roman Reigns could have nothing to do with any of it and he loses the title. And I feel like that's probably what will happen. And... uh And that will set up Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania with no title involved because the Rock doesn't need. But also, but at the same time, you kind of think like, oh, man, maybe it would be cool for Roman Reigns to keep that title reign going and to to beat Rock and retain the title at WrestleMania. That's kind of cool. But still, you can't have that be the last match because people are going to shit all over that if it's not a you want the happy ending, particularly on the final night of WrestleMania. Either way, I, it seems like we are uh, quite likely headed towards Roman versus Rock at some point, and I can't imagine it would be anywhere but WrestleMania. Because uh, you, I mean, how many how many matches does the Rock have left in him? A couple, one, two, three. It can't be many. Um. So we'll see. But yeah, I I I hope that I'm wrong, but I feel like s- somehow Roman is going to lose the title. Rock's going to interfere. I don't know. Orton gets the win. And then I could see Cody Rhodes winning the Royal Rumble and challenging Orton. And the history that they have could be brought up all day, every day. And I think it would probably be pretty interesting. And then have Cody beat Randy for the title at WrestleMania. Although it seems like, man, to have Cody lose to Roman Reigns... And then come back then make it all the way back to the top of the mountain at the next WrestleMania. Only to face somebody who isn't Roman Reigns. It seems like Cody, if he's going to win the title, it should be from Roman. But they could certainly make it interesting if it was Cody and Randy. Uh, I still think CM Punk's going to win the Royal Rumble though. And I think he's going to challenge Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. So I'm going with... Randy Orton walking out of the Royal Rumble in Tampa as the new champion probably by pinning AJ Styles and I think that I think CM Punk's going to win the Royal Rumble and then he's going to use his title shot against Seth Rollins and try to target him every week leading up to WrestleMania, uh you know, trying to expose the, the you know, his leg and all that stuff. I'm very tired. I need to go soon. Anyway, so yeah, I I I'm I, I hope I'm wrong, but I feel like Orton is going to walk out with the title and Punk walks out with the Royal Rumble victory. Punk challenges Rollins and maybe his runner-up Cody Rhodes is the last one that Punk eliminates and he gets to challenge uh, Orton. And there and then Rock versus Roman Reigns, but I don't know. What's cool is there's so many ways it could go, and that's not often the case. Usually usually we're lucky if there's like two or three guys who could potentially win the Royal Rumble, and we're not quite sure. Uh, I really like the 2018 Royal Rumble, because the final four was John Cena, Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, and Shinsuke Nakamura. And Shinsuke won, and I I love that, uh, because... Um, I love Shinsuke Nakamura. And also he did it by outlasting Roman and Finn and Cena. Um, but also, yeah, having that star power, you didn't know for sure who was going to win that Royal Rumble. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess I, I didn't really... Uh, Hacksaw, so the Royal Rumbles were... Hacksaw Jim Duggan... Big John Studd, Hulk Hogan in 1990 and 91, Ric Flair in 92, Yokozuna in 93, Bret Hart and Lex Luger won it in 94, Shawn Michaels in 95 and 96, Stone Cold in 97 and 98, Vince McMahon, 99, Rock, 2000, Austin again in 2001, the only one with three Royal Rumble victories, Triple H in 2002, Brock Lesnar in 2003, Benoit in 2004, Uh, in 2005 was Batista, 2006, Rey Mysterio, 2007, Undertaker, 2008, John Cena, 2009, Randy Orton, 2010 was Edge, 2011, Alberto Del Rio, 2012, Sheamus, 2013, John Cena, 2014, Batista, 2015, Roman Reigns, 2016, Triple H, 2017. This is where I have a harder time. Uh, 2017 was also Randy Orton. I know he won two of them. I think that was the other one. 2018 was Shinsuke Nakamura. 2019 was Seth Rollins. 2020 drew McIntyre. 2021 was somebody. Edge won that. Yes. Edge. 2021 was Edge. Uh, 2022 was Brock Lesnar if I recall and then last year was Cody Rhodes. So there you go. So you do have a couple of two-time uh multiple wins is yeah the Hulkster, HBK Austin, Orton, Cena, Batista, Triple H, Edge, Brock Lesnar. Did I miss anyone who has won multiple Royal Rumbles? I don't think I have, but if I did, you can just just sue me, just take me to court, have me locked up. <laughs> so yeah, there's it's it is weird. It's like I'm looking at like, wait, is this really all that's been announced for the Royal Rumble? And honestly, it's okay. I I still think it's going to be uh like the most watched Royal Rumble ever. And they don't need to tell me anything. I'm watching it. I cannot wait. Confirmed entrance. Yeah, Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, Shinsuke, Lashley, McIntyre, Gunter. (laughs) Oh, excuse me. Oh, Chad Gable, Otis, Akira Tozawa. Okay. Kofi Kingston, Damian Priest. Women's match. Yeah, Bailey, Nia Jax, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Maxine Dupree, Ivy Nile. I think, based on what we saw recently on monday night raw with rhea ripley and becky lynch going verbally toe to toe in the ring I, it kind of uh, seeing those two in the ring like that made me say oh yeah fuck i didn't even think about this kind of ma- yes please becky and rhea at, at wrestlemania yeah fuck yeah becky wins the royal rumble sure i'm down with that Uh, and that's, and they just, and yeah, Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton versus AJ Styles versus LA Knight. They don't have any other, uh, that's all there is so far, but who cares about anything else? Honestly. Uh, as for the women's Royal Rumble, yeah, I th- I think it'll be, um, I think Becky will win. Has Becky won a Royal Rumble? that's the other thing there's been sometimes the women's Royal rumbles are better than the um, than the men's one let's see Royal Rumble the women's Royal Rumble where do I find the information on that ah 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 is this yes okay Ah, yes. 2018. That's right. Shinsuke Nakamura in 2018. And I was right. Yeah. Orton in 2017. Rollins in 2019. Edge, Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes. Look at that. All from memory. I got them all right. I know every Royal Rumble winner. So the Women's Royal Rumble started in uh, 1998. 2018. Asuka won that one. Okay, Becky Lynch. Yeah, that's right. Becky Lynch won the Royal Rumble in 2019 because that led to the big match at WrestleMania that year um, where the women were the final match of the night for the first time ever. Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda Rousey. And Becky won. That was cool. Uh, Charlotte Flair won it in 2020. Bianca Belair won it in 2021. Ronda Rousey won it in 2022. And, of course, Rhea Ripley. Oh, Rhea Ripley entered at number one. So there you go. There's another. And Edge, that's right. In 2021, Edge was the uh, first participant. And he won it all. Won it all. Triple H was number 30. So Triple H, uh, John Cena, and The Undertaker are the number 30s to have won the Royal Rumble. Rey Mysterio at number two, Benoit at number one. Yeah, okay, interesting. So interesting. And there's, it's it's interesting that there's only a handful of spots that have not produced a Royal Rumble winner. So anyway, who who cares though? All right, it, 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 it's time for lunch. It's time uh, for something. It's time to get out of here, and that's exactly that's exactly what I'm going to do. Uh, I cannot wait for the Royal Rumble. Best match of the year. Well, uh, you know, sometimes they they really... That 2022 Royal Rumble, I have to go back and watch it again because that might be the worst Royal Rumble in history. I hated that Royal Rumble, but I have to go back and see. Did I hate it that much? Maybe. Maybe not. The good news is that was a terrible Royal Rumble and the WrestleMania that year was really good and really kind of... Kickstarted my renewed interest in WWE. Like, I had really, you know, when Triple H was running NXT, that's what I wanted to see. When AEW started, I wanted to see their show. And now that Vince is really out of the picture as far as the creative and the, you know, who's going to wrestle who and what's the direction of the storylines, Vince McMahon being nowhere near that is a great thing because really since about WrestleMania 38, WWE has just only gotten better and better and now they have this huge pool of uh, this deep roster of guys where yeah, there's a number of there's so many outcomes of both the the title matches and the Royal Rumble itself this Saturday. I I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. All right, gang. Royal Rumble is Saturday on the peacock. It's on the cock. It's on the cock and on the clock and I am uh, off the clock. Which means I'm going to go. Which means I'll talk to you next time on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators!